0: This episode is supported by Goodness Me Box. It is a monthly healthy subscription box to all the delicious goodies. So every month you get sent a delicious filled Goodness Me Box with up to 10 amazing products. We've just received our August box actually and we're featured. So if you would like to try it out, head to the link in our podcast description and there is a handy code there for you to get a little discount as well. Welcome to episode 382 on the Get Married podcast and we are so excited to be back here with a brand new episode. I'm excited about this episode. It was inspired by Google Analytics. <laughs> yes, we are checking our Google Analytics. And if you have a website or a blog, you know what that is. It kind of tracks the traffic on your website. So you can see where people are clicking, where they're coming from. It's quite interesting, actually. And you can see what people are searching as yes. well. And it, it seems that there's been a bit of a spike in the question, how to live life. Which is totally random. I mean, that question is random, isn't it? I mean, obviously it comes from a place of, uh, I would say, dissatisfaction of life. Like you're feeling like you're Mm. not living your life. So it's like, how do I live my life? I mean, I feel like Google has become the ultimate like magic eight ball. Is that what that thing's called? Where you ask questions Mm -hmm, and like mm -hmm. get answers. I mean, that's what Google is. (laughs) Yeah, with many more answers rather than just like the eight that were usually on the triangle thing that showed up. Now you get a world. (laughs) Now you get so much information at your fingertips, maybe too much uh, and maybe some very bad but maybe some very good. I'm going to say this blog post is actually very good advice. Yes, me too. But it... Maybe life would be more simple if we just asked the eight ball instead. Yeah, not Google. Instead of Google because the eight ball used to just be like, yes, no, no maybe. maybe. <laughs> and then you, and then you and just then, shake it till yeah. you get the answer you want. <laughs> you just shake it to the one that feels right. you yeah. like, okay, yes. It told me yes. Uh, but – We're going to reflect back on this blog post that we wrote, I don't know how many years ago Two thousand and sixteen. There you go. And now it's 2023. So this was... What the hell? So seven years ago we were answering this question and for some reason uh, it is now being shown on page one of Google when people search how to live life, Uh, and people are clicking on it. So this is inspiring, this episode, for us to revisit, well, what did we think in 2016? Do we still agree? And is there anything new to add? Because we've had seven more years of life experience. And (laughs) I do think that we have had our fair share of life living and we have some tools to share, uh, and I'm excited to share them with you. But I guess the biggest reminder in regards to this topic And the thing that usually gets us living, which is kind of – is the word ironic? I think so – is actually realising that you only get one Mm. and that it's not infinite, Mm -hmm. that it is a one-time show. It's like that lyric that this is not a dress rehearsal. Yeah. Uh, This is not – you know, you don't get to be playing in Super Mario World and you die and then you have three more lives. Yeah. Wouldn't that be great? Ah. (laughs) But, yeah, I think that is a huge realisation and I think that's a really great reminder when you are perhaps, like, feeling very angry with someone. You know, like, I'm thinking, like, you know when you're arguing with people you love or you're you're bitter and just cranky with the world for things not going right? Uh, I think it's always a good reminder to, to think about that and then it kind of gets you out of your own way because so often it's like, well, hello, life is filled with ups and downs. It's not always going to be right and, yeah, people annoy you sometimes. You just have to get on with it and not get angry and not ruin relationships and not uh, become this grumpy person who only sees, you know, the bad things in life. We have to see the good things in life because there's always the good things, there's always the light, even if it's just a tiny speck. So I think this podcast will remind you, if you're feeling a bit like stuck in the mud or like stuck in your, I don't know, uh, a kind of really place of why is my life crap, like this will help you get out of it, get mm. out of your funk. So number one, think about dying. <laughs> yeah. And this is like a yogic philosophy, right? Yes, it absolutely is. So, and it's also like so many So philosophies. many philosophies. Like the idea of meditate p- on death. The idea of contemplating death will actually help you live your life because you realise that you only get this one shot and you also contemplate the death of your loved ones as Mm. well. So it's also, again, contemplating the fact that nothing is forever, that everything is impermanent, and how would you like to show up with that idea in mind? The, 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 The fact that... You know, sometimes when you see someone, it could potentially be the last time Mm -hmm. you see them. Like, how do you want to leave that situation? And it helps you decide more specifically, like, how you want to make other people feel, how you want to feel, how you want to show up in situations. So Mm. this idea of contemplating death, although sounds macabre, is that the right word? Macabre? Is that how you say it? I, I don't even know what that word means. Dark? Is macabre the right word? I feel like we need to research that. I've never heard of that word. I think it is. Uh, so anyway, <laughs> it seems dark and like, don't talk about that. And why are we thinking about this? It's actually a really important thing to do. Well, and in countries other than, I, I would say, you know, the what would we call like our, like countries like us, like Australia, Uh, What do you call them? Western. Western culture. In Western Western culture, culture, like, death is really not talked about. Like, it's like a thing that is kind of like, don't talk about it, like, it's taboo, like, blah, blah, blah. But in other societies, it's actually talked about a lot. And it helps you, again, it helps to help you (laughs) live your life more. (sighs) Macabre. Macabre. So what does it mean? Well, I probably wouldn't have used this word myself. Like, I probably would use dark or like grim or like depressing or sad but it means it's an adjective disturbing because concerned with or causing a fear of death so i guess it is oh it's exactly but then the way they use in the example is a macabre series of murders yeah because it's making you think about death so it is the right word it's it's of french uh of french origin interesting macabre okay you learned something new (laughs) this podcast is now dedicated to helping you learn new words uh okay so number one think about death contemplate death although it sounds very strange maybe this is a new concept to you maybe you don't think about death you know it's actually one in yogic philosophy a binavisha is one of the kleshas so this is like one of the afflictions of the mind uh that can cause you to kind of fluctuate in the mind a bit a Bin, a <laughs> it's a hard one to say, is this idea of this uh, fear of death and that you are going to end. In yogic philosophy, there's the idea that actually our soul goes on forever and that we are, in fact, infinite, not in this body but in our deepest soul. Uh, and overcoming this idea that the soul ends will actually, again, help you live life and help you realise, oh, okay, hang on, maybe I don't need to be afraid of that because mm. being afraid of death can actually stop you from living life as yeah, well. Yeah, and isn't that ironic that your, your deep fear of dying actually ends your life before you die because mm. you are so afraid to do anything, you're so afraid to uh, take the adventure or go on that that holiday or, or whatever it might be. I mean, so it's kind of easy to discuss in theory but when you actually like put it into your own life and, like, think about your own death and the death of the people you love, it can be very confronting. So totally, um, like, if this freaks you out, you know, tiptoe into it. <laughs> Don't dive deep yet. Uh, and we'll continue on with the next points as well. If you're like, can you please stop talking about death? Uh, but we've found that it's actually well, – I've definitely found that it's helped me a lot, especially through the hardships, you know, when I'm so depressed or sad – like thinking about death and that, you know, I'm not forever and the people I love are not forever gets me out of my head and out of my depression, you know, those moments of depression uh, because I was like, holy moly, like I'm going to just waste so much more time being so sad and down about, you know, these problems that we all experience. Uh, Stop it. Mm -hmm. And, I mean, you know, I would go in and out of that until I was kind of out of it. I thought I would just get a clear definition of this klesha uh, with this affliction of the mind if uh, that kind of sparked a bit of curiosity for you. Uh, So as I said, there's there's five kleshas. I won't go into all of them, but these five kleshas are afflictions of the mind. So they're kind of like these mental states that take you into suffering, uh, self-suffering, like caused by our own thoughts. So a binavetha is a Sanskrit word meaning a will to live. So in actual fact, it's referring to the fear of death that then provides a will to live. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's kind of it's interesting in that way. Klesha um, can also be translated as the word poison as well. So like, like that's the idea, like these are kind of poisonous to the mind yeah. that they create this suffering. Um, but let's go a little bit more, uh, I wouldn't say lighter, but let's take it into a bit more tools and tactics of things that we might do every single day that are stopping us from living our lives. And when we mean this... It means, like, really we're getting out of what is happening in the here and now. So we are not living in the here and now. And, again, this might sound really strange to you, but when you think about it, how often are you thinking about the past? How often are you in fear of the future, of what might happen? Maybe not not even fear, but I can't wait for that to happen. Like, I can't wait to not be here. And this was actually a point I added to the blog post about being present. And I mean, like, all the things that we kind of talk about in the blog posts are kind of about being present, but, like, we don't actually say be present. Mm -hmm. But obviously, since we've dived so deep into yoga and, you know, you're just talking about yoga philosophy, which we don't really, really deep into our teacher training with Andrew, an amazing, amazing yoga teacher we've like over twenty years of training and experience. I mean even more, isn't it? Oh, he Um just He's just like has a best. wealth of knowledge and he's so entertaining and it's it's so, you know, his classes just make you feel better. Well for me anyway. Uh, but anyway, yoga has changed our life because lives. Because it's really helped us focus on being present and made it a really big theme in our lives. So I'm so grateful because when you think about it, as you just said, you're not really living when you're not being present. You're, mm-hmm. you're in your imagination. You're in your memories. Exactly. I thought I might just play a little snippet of Andrew's class, uh, which we shared this snippet on Instagram. It just gives you an idea of, like, Andrew's voice and how captivating he is. Let me make sure I turn this up so you can hear it. It's the witness body. It's the observer body or the letting go of something in order to change form. And so Ganesha is not only the remover of obstacles and the protector at the doorway, but is also the great wise scribe within us. There's a difference between truth and honesty. and I want to make that distinction because we can be honest, but not necessarily 100% true. Uh, I mean, that was – okay, this is, what, 15 seconds? 15 seconds of three weeks with Andrew. Three weeks at the beginning with history and philosophy and then he comes back in week uh, seven and eight to talk more about Prana and uh, the Prana values and the chakras and then storytelling. And, oh, my gosh, he's just amazing. So I I feel very excited that we get to share Andrew with our amazing teacher trainees. My God, he's just so cool. And, I mean, the whole training is so cool. And it, it does – Like, we're going all over the place with this podcast. But I would say that training has really helped me to bring this idea of truly living and walking your path. Uh, You know, it's brought it even more to the front of my mind. It's made me think and consider my actions and my life even more. And I think any training or any action that makes you contemplate how you're living and kind of gives you a map of how you want to make changes and do life a bit differently. Is an amazing thing yeah. to do. Mm-hmm. I mean, should I talk? Should we talk about this order of this blog post, or yeah. should I, or am I going to jump into another thing? Go well, uh, ahead. What, what's the other? Well, thing? I was just thinking, like, what I've noticed with all the amazing cohort is that you know it keeps coming up, and I mean, we've been sharing it it as well because you know it's a big theme of our lives. This whole bliss thing, this this making your work something you care deeply about. I mean. If you've been here for a while with us, you know we are so passionate about this. Uh, I'm not saying it's the easy way to create a job or a business that you love and, you know, what that brings you joy and meaning, but it's so worth it. It's worth more than, you know, that – I don't know. What does the, the – if you find a job okay and it's a high-income job, very stable – uh, very secure, but it's so boring and mind-numbing. I just like it's so simple for me to be like I don't want that because I'm not doing that. And, and the the stuff you give away for that, it's too valuable now. You know, like the the trade-off, the trade-off of living a life like that because we've now experienced a life not like that. I could never go back to that. I could never, ever, 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 ever not live a life on the bliss path. Whatever yeah. that's gonna look like, whatever that's gonna turn into, because it's definitely twisted and turned in our ten year journey. And how how cool, because that just means like what's gonna happen next. Like it's like that's very exciting. Like I just got goosebumps thinking about that. Mm-hmm. But I could never not do that now because of the experience of having it. And I I guess that's like such a big reason why we created the training because we want other people to feel that. Like to be able to help other people follow their bliss, to help them forge their path, that's a pretty exciting thing. And if you can do work that you love, it, it's not work <laughs> I, and you know you, you hear all those cliches and I mean like, nowadays they're talking about you know like the girl boss is it's over it's like that was all false and blah 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 like we never really like loved that phrase anyway mm. girl boss and like you know even the entrepreneurial thing yeah we definitely got wrapped up in that uh for a little while because we were hanging out with so many like digital entrepreneurs like who are all about just making heaps of money and then we left that kind of those circles and we found our own place in this world of we just create what we want to create that what lights us up I was just going to laugh because I was going yeah our own circle of us dude. yeah our own circle of, <laughs> of Carla and me and, and mom, and, mom. <laughs> and Rose and Rose. VA yeah the dream team it's a great circle <laughs> uh but I think um yeah I would never trade it up Even though I know it would be so much easier just to have the job and get the income and, like, of course it would be way less stressful. (laughs) However, it's a different kind of stress or it's a different kind of feeling. Mm. I remember that feeling of going into the office and feeling kind of numb and feeling kind of like, okay, it's 9 a.m., when do I get to leave? Okay. Okay. There's lunchtime. Oh, okay. It's three o'clock. I can do this just two more hours. I can make it Oh, three to five. Let's get out of here. And I mean, like that was just every day. And it was my life, I think only for two years mm. or maybe not even, was it two years We were. I was in that job that I really didn't like because I did, I had a job that I liked before. I actually liked it. And then I got into the job with more money, more stability in the government, public servant, and I hated it. And I just felt like my time was so wasted because I was working on these projects that didn't matter. They didn't have any importance. And, like, they didn't have – it was like it didn't even have any importance to anybody. Yeah. it wasn't even the fact that it wasn't important just to you personally, but it wasn't even treated with importance by anyone. And so – I mean, and I just think, like, how is this, like, when there's stories, like, we have so much access to stories where we can, like, we can find out firsthand through someone else's reality. From even, like, you you know, think, like, Chino's <laughs> barking if you can hear that. Even think, like, Leonardo da Vinci. Think, like, the, the Renaissance artists. Uh, think about Steve Jobs. Think about... Uh, who else? Who else? Estee Lauder. Estee Lauder. You know, we've talked about these Ch- amazing. Coco Chanel. Coco Chanel. Uh, even like, you know, all those, the, the great brands that you use today that have been around for ages, even like Balenciaga and uh, what did it, Bugatti, Ferrari, all these Italian brands, <laughs> I must say, like I'm learning the origin stories and they're magnificent stories. Look, I'm not going to say they're the best partners uh fathers cuz most of them are men yes in this stage of the the these people i'm talking about uh so they probably maybe regretted some aspects of their lives but maybe not maybe they were just so dedicated to their craft to their their business that was their love but it's so fun to listen to and hear these stories of how much they care about, about the product uh you know in that podcast we listened to he always talks about how Enzo Ferrari, you know, his cars were, you know, they they were spoken about like they were his lovers, like the great loves of his lives. I mean, I think he like cheated on his wife as well and like there was all this drama. Anyway, that's not the point. We're talking about the Ferrari. <laughs> and like I'm not a lover of cars but I appreciate the story. And I mean like, yeah, I appreciate a Ferrari. I'm definitely not going to buy one and don't need to drive in one. Uh, and I think it is a ludicrous amount of money to spend on a vehicle. However, you know, each to their own, do what you want. But the story and the love for his craft, the love for his work, the love for excellence, I mean, that is like some kind of magic, the love to create something that makes an impact on the world. I mean, look what Steve Jobs did. Like what can't you leave From your house. Like, yeah, you need to put your clothes on probably. You need your wallet. I mean, you don't even need your wallet these days because you can put your money on your iPhone. Mm -hmm. Like, this iPhone is attached to me. Like, he's changed the world with this invention. So what we're saying (laughs) in a roundabout way is that one of the tools, the tactics, the steps to live your life more is to actually do work that you love. Do work with purpose. Do work that brings fulfillment. Do work that lights you up. Because this is the thing. Our work makes up such a huge part of our lives. I, when I was working in government, I didn't want to just work with the idea of working until I was 55 so I could then retire and then live my life. What about the years from 20 to 55. What about those decades? I didn't want to look back and think, huh, I kind of just cruised. I kind of just didn't listen to any kind of internal intuition of maybe, what if I could try this, take this leap, get out of your comfort zone. I could just stay really comfy. But we didn't want to do that. And I will tell you that every day since has been filled with so much more life. And it's like, you know, we might not even be doing anything. We might be sitting at the desk and working all day. But it, it it's like this energy. It's purpose. It's purpose. It's fulfillment. It's like something that drives you that you can't quite describe. But when you have it, when you find it, it's like, oh, I can't turn my back on this. Mm-hmm. So if you have found that, don't turn your back on it. If you want to find it, keep looking, keep searching, keep diving inwards and outwards. Trying new things. Yeah. Go on the the discovery inside, you know, to you, introspection, but also explore outer in this amazing world we live in. Mm. And one thing that will help us, although the iPhone is amazing and changed our lives, get off the bloody iPhone. Leave the house without the iPhone, in fact. Or the phone. And it's more so what are you doing on your phone? Like, uh, what are we using it for? Because if you're listening to great podcasts, if you're reading great articles or your favourite website, which is inspiring you, cool. But are you just scrolling on Instagram? Are you just flicking through TikTok videos Uh, I know that they're really entertaining. Trust me, I watch my fair share of dog videos, but I am also very conscious and Taylor Swift era's tour videos. Uh, I'm pretty sure I don't even need to go to that concert anymore because I think I've seen it. Um, Probably with a better view as well on Instagram. So check in with what you're actually doing on your phone because we can use it as a tool to help us find our bliss, to help us be inspired, but we can also use it as a tool to kind of just numb ourselves and blar out. And you can also, it's like numb yourself, blur, and also feel extra crap about your life Mm. because there's so many people putting, you know, these amazing videos out there of doing amazing travel, uh, living in their amazing perfect houses, having their perfect children who are dressed so well and themselves who are dressed so well, so fashionable and perfect. I mean, just check in. Who are you following? Do they make you feel good? And do they make you feel good sometimes and then horrible other times unfollow them even if they make you feel good even if you think they're inspirational double check just double check okay because sometimes inspiring and motivating sometimes is not on social media so just check in Mm. so check in with how long you're using it that's why i always um kind of i it's a love-hate relationship when my phone tells me how long i've spent on it mine has been decreasing lately that's good But then I always think, yeah, but I spent, like, so long on my laptop. But I was also doing great work. Yeah. So it's working together. Yeah. But check in with your phone usage. This is a really important thing. Uh, What about some other ideas? I feel like sometimes... We can stop living our lives because you know we're we're in a scarcity mindset Mm. of like oh like I don't have enough money to do Mm. that or I don't have enough money to spend on that like to experience that thing. I think this is like a fine line, but check in with like how often you're doing that because sometimes saying yes to the to the experience like yes to the fancy restaurant or to the weekend away uh, can actually help you again live your life and. Enjoy your life. Mm. Like remembering that life is only this one thing and mm. actually maybe it's not just about saving all my pennies and saving yeah. them for a rainy day. Like maybe I should lash out every now and then. Well I think it as you said, it's like a balance. Uh Obviously, every one of us is different depending on how much cash we have, how much money we have, (laughs) and what we also like doing. Like, someone might not want to go to the fancy restaurant, but, you know, what they might want to do is, I'm trying to think of something, I don't know, go on a fishing trip. Like, I don't want to do that. I don't want to fish. Oh, I thought you were going to say, like, cook the clams. Oh, yeah, exactly. I mean, like, I'm going out to less and less restaurants these days, I mean, I used to go out to many restaurants. I would spend all my money on going out to fancy restaurants. Uh, Then I met Damiano and he was like, oh, you know, in his Italian snobby ways, oh, these restaurants are not good. (laughs) And I'm like, oh, (laughs) of course I listen to him no then he cooks for me and I'm like oh okay wait this is much better and like (laughs) you cook and we buy these these amazing ingredients and boom we have food at home so that's your idea of lashing out and well yeah right now that is and also booking another trip to Italy that's probably another Mm. lashing out but it's also not because it's like he needs to go back so I may as well go there too uh of course. Oh, poor Emma. Poor Emma has to go to Italy every single year. But this is the oh. idea. So like when we say like go to the expensive restaurant, it's, it's not like do you, that. It's, you do whatever you it's like, do. It's like what is your thing that feels a little bit extra? Like go to the Taylor Swift concert. Yes. Uh book the the um what's the the musical i feel like musicals are a fun thing because like they can be really expensive and if you have to travel it's like wow like yeah that's an expensive thing for just a musical but musicals are so fun yeah what what's the thing that lights you up and as emma said like it could be a fishing trip it could be i don't know a retreat yeah a yoga thing Mm. it could be um what else could it be Oh, like it could be like cooking classes or something like yes. that. Yes. You know, like not just... A course. Yeah, it could be a course. It could be a painting class, like all of these kinds of things. Like don't save your pennies away and think, oh, like no. Like save them up and spend it on things that actually light you up. Like we're not saying go into debt for these no. things. No. We're saying be smart. Don't go and into debt. be thoughtful about where you're spending money. So maybe it's that you don't buy... Uh, You don't buy your lunch every day and instead you save that money and you spend it on something that's actually going to bring so much joy. Yeah. Well, I know we've talked about it before and, uh, I mean, now there's a Netflix show about it, that whole rich life concept. What's his name by Ramit Sethi? Sethi. And, you know, it's just deciding what you actually want to spend your money on, like what do you value. So, like, I mean – there are so many things that I'm sure, like you know, you would look at our lives and be like, "That's so random how you you really are budget conscious on that, but then you you splurge on that." And same with us to you, like we all have different ideas on what we value and what we'd spend more on compared to what we budget on. Mm-hmm. Uh, so check in. I mean, a car is a thing that I'm never gonna go over the top with. I want a safe, practical car. That's all that matters. Mm-hmm. That's literally it. I don't care about the bells, the whistles. I mean, look, if someone gives me a fancy car, like I'll have it, but I'm not going to go out and buy it. <laughs> it's kind of like working out like what makes your feel what makes your life feel upgraded. Yes. And I feel like they're the things that you should, you know, Treat yourself because I have one. So we had, and <laughs> I've probably talked about this before, but we had like a really a bad TV. Like, it didn't, like, like it didn't link to my internet and like every time I wanted to like stream from my phone, like I had to plug my phone in and it was just annoying because the cord was at the back of the TV so I had to pull the cord out and it was just annoying. And then um, we just, like I had always said I really want a, a frame TV, like one of those Samsung ones. This is not sponsored by the way, but <laughs> maybe they should sponsor this podcast, uh, but I really wanted – that TV and I thought about it and it was something that was, like, really, like, oh, that's, like, fancy. And then me and Joel were just like, we should just get one. Like, we could do that. And then we did. And I was like, this is the best. I can just stream from my phone. I can stream everything. And it just brought a life upgrade. (laughs) So funny. (laughs) I feel like I need to do this tv life upgrade because guys you should see my bad tv it's so bad it's like it's tiny it's the tiniest tv in the world and it's like from kogan this is not yeah. sponsored by kogan so it's like you know the crap of crap tv <laughs> but, <laughs> but, also, but it does stream and i get there's a netflix button guys so yeah. like i have no issues with streaming yeah to but also, all the things i think it's also because you upgraded your house Oh, and you got yeah. a bigger living room because I in a small living room it was fine, but now your couch is more further yeah, away. It's like so the, that's No, <laughs> I was watching the Matilda's soccer game last night. Sadly they did not win. But I was like squinting to see the ball and <laughs> so then I spent half the match googling TVs and what I could buy like a new TV and it just made me laugh so much and I was like I'm, whereas, glad, I'm glad I get to tell this story because I think it's terribly funny whereas I've got like a, a ridiculously too big TV it's for too the space. big like it's ta- it takes up the entire wall from from the corner of the wall it's to the so architrave big. It's like so it big. was the biggest we could get for the space and I could definitely see the ball that is for sure mind you I had it not on the HD channel because I didn't know there was two. Oh. and I was like this is so blurry this This is terrible quality. And then I changed it and I was like, oh. Oh, was it like 7 had a HD? Oh, maybe I did that too. Yeah, so that was a much better thing. Oh, well, um, guys, I'm going to invest in a new TV, okay? Just keep... But there's lots of other things that this could be like depending on what your life upgrade is. Uh, It could just... it's For me, it's something that brings like... More ease as well, Mm. like not just good but like more ease and I like that. Like practical stuff and like, yeah, reduces friction, like connecting cables and like struggling with streaming. Yeah, that's annoying. So this is how to live your life. (laughs) (laughs) Buy a new TV. No, but it's think about, be more thoughtful of where you do spend your money uh, because it's really easy to just spend it on – God knows what. And I think that perfectly links to another point that we made in this blog, which was, you know, you don't need to buy the XYZ. I think we said shoes. You don't need to buy the new pair of shoes. Uh, but it can be whatever you want. Is there something that you buy in excess of and you're like, why do I have mm. all these pairs of jeans? Or why do I have all these overflowing pairs of shoes? Usually I feel like it comes in clothes because we've kind of – For us, I think we've grown up in this era of like, you know, you want all these clothes and fashion, oh, my gosh, you fall in love with fashion. Then there's that whole fast fashion thing so clothes become very cheap and trends and, you know, you wear it for a season then you donate it or give it away or throw it out. And now we we have this, like, waste epidemic where, like, it's insane. Like, I don't know the stats about clothing waste and fast fashion and fashion waste, not even just fast fashion. Like, I think it's fashion waste mm-hmm. in general and it's terrifying. And also a lot of the companies that say that they recycle, they have yeah. been found that they don't. And, like, there's even stuff about, like, carbon offsetting and, and green sustainability like if you if you really think about it a lot of that is you know they create that because they feel like they have to and they actually become more marketing schemes so like check in do more research and stop freaking buying clothes I'm sorry like we all need to stop I'll put my hand up as well like because I walk through the shops and I get that desire to buy everything you know like I want everything and we just have to be stronger than that desire we do not need to buy clothes. I mean, I know we buy so much less. Like, really, I'm living in my leggings and my T-shirts. Mm-hmm. Like, I'll be honest, I'm not – I love fashion. I love, I love scrolling on Instagram and finding, like, fashion accounts. I'm like, oh, my gosh, I want to buy this and wear this. And then I'm like, do I need to? Will I even wear it? Probably not. Like, I work from home. I just want to be comfortable. Mm-hmm. So check in. Is there somewhere you could stop? Is it someplace in life or, like, in your wardrobe or I don't know what you it could may be buying like a lot? It like, homewares or something. Homewares. You like, don't need many homewares. Or, wares. like, how many Duna covers do you have? Like, this kind of thing. Like, do, are we buying too many? And this is where I think Instagram and, like, TikTok and whatnot, like, they, like, obviously you look there and you see all the amazing trends and, like, people work with brands to promote. So you then are inspired or get the desire to buy stuff. If you find yourself like going on Instagram, then clicking through and making that purchase for another thing that you probably don't need, stop going on Instagram. Like, you need to, like, I don't know, nip it in the bud, like, Mm -hmm. figure that out. Less stuff, more life. I mean, we're so grateful that we discovered that whole minimalism back in, before we even started the Merrymaker sister. So, I don't know, 2011. 2011. That's a long time ago. And it changed our lives, it changed our perspectives. It gave us permission also to not have have to wear new things. You know, we felt that. Like, we had to buy a new dress, like, every time we went out. Yeah, or, like, for a different occasion. Like, if you're going to a wedding, like, you couldn't be seen in the same dress you twice. You need it new. Especially, like, with the same people. It's like, gosh, I have, like, the same dresses that I wear, like, all the time mm-hmm. and I've had them for so long now. It's rare that I buy, like, a new dress. I'm just, like looking at them now. Um... So check in with that. That's a good thing. And also because we need to make sure that we're not thinking that that is helping us feel joy because it does. Like that is a that can be like a problem, this idea dopamine of like, hit. you know, where you buy something, get that dopamine hit, but then often you can actually feel that regret and like, oh, like why did I buy that? Like why did I spend all that money on that? Uh, so just check in with where you're actually getting that dopamine from. Did you know that you can get dopamine from a yoga class? You can or Pilates or a meditation or a walk in nature uh, and they're uh, quite cost-effective things and (laughs) also bring health, which leads perfectly to another topic, prioritizing our health. I think that this is a really important part of living your life because when we think about how to live life as the question, well, what we're actually asking is like how can we live in a way that is – we, well, we don't want to be sick, we want to live a life with more ease uh less stress, less suffering uh which means that prioritizing health is an is an important part because if we're not healthy, then all we're focusing on is trying to get healthy, like trying to get over a sickness or get over an injury and so if we don't allocate time for that, then we can't really live life fully exactly. And, uh, I mean, it doesn't mean you have to do a full health overhaul now. It's like add little bits and pieces into your day. Make simple swaps. Eat a few more vegetables each day. Drink extra water. Move your body a little bit each and every day. And, you know, it doesn't have to be the hour walk. It can be five minutes around the block. It can be that 10-minute yoga class. In fact, we will add a link to this podcast, the notes below wherever you're listening, we'll add a link to a class, okay? And you can get on that yoga mat and move your amazing body we should right add here and now. a link to our desk worker upper body yoga. Ooh, so it's nice. It's a super popular class and it's one focused on opening up your posture. So if you sign up there, you'll get that class instantly in, on the thank you page, which oh, I like. So, like, you could hit pause And do the class right now then come back to this podcast. Or finish the podcast and do the yoga yoga class. Choose your own adventure. Uh, But prioritizing health is a big thing. And if you can make the way that you prioritize your health a way you enjoy, even better. Uh, So don't listen to the trends that say you have to do this and you have to do that and now this is the new thing and this is the new way. There's no reason why you have to do that. If you find a way that you love to move that you uh, that brings you joy, then do that because more than likely you're going to end up doing it even more. Exactly. Uh, which is really the most important thing about movement is consistency, doing a little bit every day. Yeah. Uh, and it's not about doing a marathon every month. It's about adding it to your day and making it part of your everyday life. Uh, with the idea that it will help us live a long, healthy, easeful life it's not Mm. about what you look like but it's more about how our body feels and how we move through life um one thing that i think is a really nice thing that we added in this blog post uh and potentially something maybe you already do at home uh this the idea of giving so the idea of giving more so not just physical things not just money but maybe your time your energy your expertise your knowledge uh where can we give more? Where can we share more? I think this is a nice thing to think about because when you do give, it does bring, again, a sense of uh, you, like you feel good yourself. When you give, yeah. you feel good. Yeah, it's like it's the gift that, you know, obviously it impacts the person you're giving but it also impacts you. And uh, I think sometimes, especially, you know, when you're wrapped up in your own doings, uh, you can forget. And maybe you give to, you know, certain people, but maybe you want to broaden that. So it's like, it's a good topic to address and then think, okay, well, what can I give? It might, as you said, it might not be money, but you can certainly give time and expertise. And this might be worth even more than money Mm -hmm. to some people. Absolutely. So have a think about that Uh, and remember that when it's like this idea of, You know, when you give, like, you make space as well. Yeah. Like, you make space to receive. And it's an ongoing kind of cycle of giving and receiving. And that is one of the laws of life. Even though you might not receive from the person or the thing that you give to, in turn, you'll probably receive from something else. So it's also knowing that. Um, But not giving for that only specific reason. (laughs) So giving without the idea that you will receive, but knowing that in turn you probably will. Uh, One thing that I love in this post about how to live your life is knowing when to say yes and knowing when to say no and being really honest with your decisions. So when someone asks you to do something or when someone asks you to go somewhere or when you get a job opportunity or anything like that, do we say yes just because we think we should Or do we say yes because we actually really want to? Or do we say no because we think we should? Or do we say no because, no, that's actually the decision I want to make? I think it's so easy to be a people pleaser and to try and make sure everyone else is happy and that you're not kind of ruffling any feathers and not causing any issues uh, and just making decisions for other people, not yourself. Uh, and even when you might feel like yuck after making that decision where it's not for other people, but for yourself, you might feel yuck for five or 10 minutes or maybe a day. It's always worth it. I can always reflect on moments where we said yes to opportunities and then a month down the track where the opportunity, the thing that we're supposed to have said yes to comes up. I'm like, why did we say yes to this? Like, we don't even want to do this. Like, This isn't even aligned. This doesn't bring us any joy. Why didn't we say no? Uh, and it was always because like, we felt like we had to say yes. Mm. And so it's tuning in when those opportunities come up. We don't have to say yes all the time. We don't have to say no all the time. It's about really acknowledging what is your truth and what, what is it that you want to do. So important, this one, and so hard at the beginning, but it gets easier and easier as you practice. So if you resonate with that, if you're like, I'm a people pleaser, (laughs) I hate this, and I always say yes when I mean no, uh, make this your number one focus. Begin here, and I feel like it will change your life. I finally reflect on, like, this current cohort with our teacher training. Uh, So one of the one of the yamas it's like let me get it right one of the yamas is satya which is truth and i remember when this theme came up in one of our weeks for teaching. maybe you should explain what a yama is first so a yama (laughs) so the yamas and the yamas yamas are the way that we kind of they're our um way that we observe life externally so it's like how do we show up Externally in life, niyamas. How are we internally? Like, what are what are the what are the things that we're looking at internally? Uh, so yamas. We have the first one, which is ahimsa, which is non-violence. So you can think about like, okay, not being violent to other people, making sure we're being kind and loving. The second one is satya, and this translates to truth and honesty. So making sure we're being truthful and honest with other people uh, and also ourselves. They they cross over, right? But that was a big topic that week do you remember mm. how much that was talked about mm-hmm, in our mm-hmm. live call mm-hmm. we talked about that we we always uh, kind of dive a little bit deeper every week into the theme but i remember all of the questions i remember everyone cho- tuning in and like writing their comments and being like oh my gosh like this is the one thing i want to work on all about being truthful and honest to themselves yes like, that was the big thing. That was wasn't the big it? thing. It was yeah. like making sure that I'm making decisions based on my truth. Yeah. Well, I think as well, because, you know, we had an amazing cohort of women, and I feel like women tend to give and give and give and work around other people's kind of wants. Uh, and then when you hear this, you're like, holy moly, I don't do this. I don't look after my truth. And I need to start doing this because this feels right to hear this. I want to do this. So it was, I mean, it's always cool when you figure out what you want to do in a big changing way because it's like aha like a big aha moment so it was a very exciting week for everyone I Mm. feel Mm -hmm. so we have a few last tactics and tools that we can think about and how to help us live more uh one of them is ask for what you want oh and I feel like this again if you're a people pleaser you probably struggle asking for what you want Uh, And it can be like asking for what you want from yourself, asking for what you want out into the universe so you can figure out what do I want. Like I don't know what I want. What do I want? Tell me. (laughs) Uh, And also, of course, in your relationships, like just opening up the communication. This is so important for so many reasons but it's definitely important to actually start living because if you don't ask for what you want you tend to live inside your head you tend to be thinking all these anxious thoughts about what you want to do but you feel like you can't do it so it helps you actually live your truth so see how everything is linked Mm -hmm. like all these points are very they're very intertwined Mm -hmm. uh so yeah interesting one Ask for what you want. What can you ask for what you want today? Think of one thing. What do you want? And I think it's important to know like sometimes when you ask for what you want, like the answer might be no. Yes. Uh, And that's okay but it's the the fact that you kind of set that – that standard or set that boundary or like, no, this is what I want. And that's more like an opportunity or something. Like say, for example, you wanted to, I don't know. I mean, I can reflect back on when we wrote this blog post, we were probably thinking more, we were really in our, I'll call it influencer days because we were influencers before. Influencers was even a title for a job. Uh, We used to work a lot with brands because I studied public relations. So that was kind of the first thing that we did with our business. And we would be reaching out to brands, and wanting to work with them. And this was something that we did every week. Like re- we reached out. And do you know how many no's we got? We got so many no's. So, so many. many. no's. But then we got some yeses. And so that made the no's worth it. Because if we didn't get the no's, then we wouldn't have... Got the yes because we wouldn't have even tried. So it's kind of that idea when I'm talking about the answer might be no. So if you're asking for what you want and it's more like a relationship thing and like a boundary and like actually don't treat me like that, then if and if it's a no, then maybe don't stay there. But I'm talking more if it's like this opportunity that, that you're going for, yeah. like go for it, knock on the doors because you might get some slams in the face but you also might get some yeah. come on in. Yeah, <laughs> and it's also like having that, that kind of belief that – The no's are just leading you to the correct yes. Mm -hmm. So, you know, we have to move through those hardships and like go through those no's and rejections and disappointments to then get to the one that's like, you know, ah Mm -hmm. Uh, all lit up for us and it'll make sense, you know, as we experience it. Absolutely, and so now we're coming to the end of this episode. There's one last thing that we want to touch on, and this is the idea of don't wait. Like Don't wait for tomorrow or next week or next month or next year or two years. Do the things. <laughs> don't wait. Like, take action. Do the things. Say the things. Take action. Take a step. And realize that life is happening now. Like life is happening now, and now, and now, as Andrew would say, and now, and now. <laughs> I remember that bit. That bit in the dream. Oh, and now. <laughs> oh my. Yes. So, what is one little step? Really, take a think. Take a ponder. <laughs> take a think. Take a think. Take a ponder. That doesn't make sense. Take think anything. <laughs> take an action step and let us know email us tell us about your one action step that you are going to take we will be your accountability yes to help you live your life message us on instagram on facebook email us emma or carla at the merrymaker yep. yeah, dot com yeah yeah com uh and we will we would love to hear from you and we will write back and we will cheer you on and be by your side absolutely <laughs> but thank you so much for tuning in if you know someone who might love this episode make sure you share it with them because we would be ever so grateful and I'm sure they would be ever so grateful as well if you enjoyed this episode make sure you leave us a five star review they really do help in helping others find this podcast and us showing up in search results so thank you so much otherwise check out the links in the description if there's anything that took your fancy and make sure you do sign up for that free class because you will feel Amazing. <sighs> Otherwise, we'll see you next week on the Get Married podcast. Bye. Bye. Bye.